Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? It is Jason Harris here, and thank you for joining me another episode of Strategy with Jason. Today, I get to talk anything and everything I want to talk when it comes to Digital Dealer Tampa, because it's literally right around the corner. It's been four months since I've seen the sun, and I'm excited to go to Florida. But no, what I'm actually more excited about is these amazing sessions, and I have an amazing guest today. I have the one, the only, the infamous Ernie Dean, Ernie Lee with me. <laughs> Sorry, Ernie. <laughs> Your, your last name is the easiest, easiest name in the world, and I still messed it up. But I have Ernie Lee with me. Ernie, thank you so much for taking the time to jam with me. You got it, Jason. Glad to be here. Hey, you have an amazing session, cool breakout session, a powerhouse of people on your panel, man. I mean, just talk about some just amazing operators that are going to be on your panel. And I'm really excited to get into it and kind of get your thoughts on the session. You know, the one thing I give digital dealer credit for is I think they do an amazing job of bringing dealer speakers and vendor speakers and OEM speakers and bring them into one place, but really try to give the dealers actionable items they can take home and actually put into, into play, which I think is quite impressive. You know, almost 90 speakers at this conference. Isn't that crazy? Wow. 90 speakers. But hey, before we get into that, I love kicking off these conversations with a little origin story. A, because I'm always fascinated. So Ernie, how did you get started in this crazy little world we call the automotive industry? So I graduated on a Sunday, moved on a Monday to Billings, Montana. On the way down, I spoke to a friend of mine from high school who said, my uncle just bought an auto dealership. You should go apply for a job with him. In that process, I got the job interview, went in, had the world's shortest job interview. Hey, who are you? Why are you here? What do you want? Thank you very much. There's the door. In that process, I met that man's partner, Roy. Roy stopped me and said, hey, what are you doing here? I said, I came in for a job interview. He looks at me and says, well, how'd that go? I said, not so good. I'm headed out the door. Uh, reality is he called <laughs> me back three days later. I started doing some uh, work for him, ended up doing TV commercial for him. And roughly two years later, he convinced me to quit that college course so I could go into a car dealership. <laughs> Roy put me into every single dealership chair there is. Accounts payable, receivable, writing service, doing parts inventory, doing payroll, running financials, and ultimately getting into F&I, getting to be a sales manager, and ultimately getting to be a partner in a dealership at one That's point. Awesome. Uh, the reality is every point in life, occasionally you come to a crossroads, and you've got to make a decision which way you're going to go. If you make the right choice, it's amazing that they come back and they bless your family. My family's been blessed by being in the car business. You know, I, I, like I can is, relate to that. It, it's, you know, my family, I've been in the car business for almost 20 years. Same thing. I, I've just, yeah. it, what an amazing industry. Uh, uh, such a large industry, but not really. Um, it's a very small industry. You know, we all kind of seem to know each other. And even when we don't know each other, I think it takes roughly two and a half minutes to connect with another automotive, yeah. you know, you know, uh, fan or manager or, you know, operations person. And just, it, it is such, I, I call the industry the island of misfit toys because we come from all different kind of walks and, you know, we, we come with different baggage, we come with different talents, but you know what, as, as long as you commit yourself to the craft, you can do amazing things in this industry. Yeah, that's entirely correct. The reality is in that first job interview, if I wouldn't have made that second contact, with his partner, Roy, because I'm a guy who's uh, disabled and four feet tall, the reality is, is that I wouldn't have gotten the opportunity to get that three-day call back. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't made an impression and made that person think to himself, you know what, this person, he can be successful in our industry, 
the reality is, is I probably wouldn't have gone further. Probably would have ended up finishing off that uh, college degree, ending up going into architecture, which I was studying at the time, getting a, you know, an entry level apprentice job and definitely wouldn't have had, you know, the income possibilities that you find in the car business. For sure. The reality is the car business has fed my family really, really well. And I'm very blessed to be part of it. That's awesome. And you know what? I, I, I love hearing stories like that because I think there's so many others out there. And I, and I think there's stories that people that are, are thinking about getting into the automotive industry honestly need to hear. There's, there's still substantial opportunity in our industry. And if, and if you're one of those individuals out there that are watching and listening to this right now and you, you got drive and motivation and you really want to take the time to learn a craft, I still think there's so much, so much opportunity in so I'm, Jason, you are so right. The reality is, is that if you have the ability to come to work with a little bit of attitude and enthusiasm, if you, you can get a checkup from the NECA before you walk in the door mm -hmm. and you can truly make sure that you understand my job today is to make the difference in the life of another. Not only can you enact change, but you can be part of a great, great team and you can do things that, you know, amazingly, you know, magic happens in a dealership. Yes. We get the luxury of being able to make dreams come through on a daily basis. And it's whether or not you want to participate. And, and, you know, honestly, and that was the reasons I think I've stuck around in the business. You know, it's like just being able to help someone with one of the largest purchases that they're ever going to make and making some of these relationships. Some of these relationships have now turned into friendships and have lasted many, many years. I don't think I would have ever had that in any other industry or anything like that. But th I think this is a good segue, though, into talk a little bit about your upcoming session because it, it, it is cool. I mean, let's let's go over the title. The, the DEI Journey practical and actionable ways to create DEI strategies and thrive to the future. There's a whole lot to unlock there. So I, I'm excited, Ernie. Like, let's, let's start with the title. Of that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, the reality is, is that what we're talking about is bringing more equity and inclusion to a larger span of people. Now, yes. I got into the business. I know I look really good and I got this movie star looks and just stuff <laughs> like that. But the reality is I got in the car business back in the late 80s. And in the late 80s, the people that they were trying to put into the car business really were that slack-jawed, former quarterback, clean-cut hair, mm -hmm. slick-back, you know, Joe Montana-looking guy. And the reality is, as a person with a disability walking into a dealership, I got passed over immediately that I couldn't be successful in any aspect of it True. because I didn't fit that ideal role. Yeah. Well, guess what? Our world has changed monumentally. If you're not truly going through and chasing people of color and people of different backgrounds and people who speak different languages and possibly people who maybe have above average intellect that may be handicapped, the reality is that you're taking and you're shortchanging the staff that you're trying to build. Yes. Because that's all it is. Yep. We always make these sports analogies, but we're building a team. And who are you putting on your team? Are you putting the people with the best attitude, enthusiasm, intellect, wit, charisma, the whole nine yards, you got to have a full package. Yeah. If you're just looking for the quarterback, you got no one to throw to. We've got to have a full bench of players. And that's what we're talking about in the DEI breakout, making sure that we're looking at the entire bench, make sure that we're putting the right tools to work for us so that we're building that correct, perfect team. Because we all want a dream team, a team that's going to engage with each other and make magic happen on a daily basis by meaning not only our individual needs, but going beyond that into our dreams, into our hopes, into mm -hmm. our aspirations. And the only way in which you can do that is by making sure you're looking beyond where maybe you're usually comfortable. 
You're 100% right. And I, by the way, I love your analogy of the quarterback. If all we ever do is hire quarterbacks, we'll have no one to throw the ball to. That <laughs> is such a perfect year, analogy. The Rams, right, got Matthew Stafford, a throwaway quarterback out of Detroit who had never been able to get past, uh, I think, a single playoff game. He played, yes. you know, played his best ball as long as he was in Detroit, but Detroit couldn't put the team around him. They drop him perfectly into that environment in the Rams, and look at what they did. Amazing I things mean, happen at that point, right? Amazing magic happens, and that's what we're trying to do. And, trying and, to and I think this is good. like I feel like that this whole happens. topic probably needs an entire day to itself. So it's going to be, and, and there's such a powerhouse of people on your panel. Like I think it's going to be very cool. You know, if for the people out there watching and listening right now, you know, there's a lot of reasons why they should come you know, and be participate in this panel, what would you say is one of the biggest reasons someone should come participate in this panel? Truly, it comes down to this. We are going to do our best to open your eyes to where tomorrow's, tomorrow's decision makers are going to be. If you look at the people that are enacting change in America, they truly are the people of color, people of inclusion, people of disability, people of tomorrow that we're going to have on this panel. And we want to make sure that auto dealers, which maybe are cut of an old school cloth, mm-hmm. can see, see a new school philosophy towards where our industry is going. 100%. And it's a mindset. It's not necessarily Absolutely. a single meeting. It's not one meeting you have. It's not uh, a handful of processes that you put together and stick it into your HR book, right? Like, no, it is a mindset. And yeah. and, and, and I don't, I feel like the panel you guys put together is just a, a great panel to really kind of encourage that mindset. What would be maybe one or two takeaways that you hope a dealership extracts out of this session, takes back to their dealership and puts into action immediately? So what do we want? We want depth in our tool belt. And if we're not actually engaging all possible variants in who we're searching for, for people, or who, what we're doing as to processes, so that we're not excluding anybody from our equations. I mean, you got to stop and think about it. If you look at the modern dealership of today versus mm-hmm. the dealership of even 10 years ago, we really have two different dealerships. We have a digital dealership. The people that work successfully in a digital dealership are not necessarily the people that we've had for decades in our our average dealership. And in our average dealership, we've done things maybe in an old school method that if we turned that page over and looked at it with a new school philosophy and a new school thought, what realistically could we accomplish at that time? And then online, truly, for many of us that are old school car guys, if we're not listening to mm-hmm. that next generation that's coming through, who would be the people, you know, maybe of different backgrounds from what we're accustomed to, we're not going to grow. No. The reality is that digital dealership is a dealership in all 50 states. And if you're not able to communicate well to all 50 states of customers that are available to us, you'll never be as successful as you could be. And that's what we want. We want absolute success. That is Take so well prison. said. It's so well said. Absolutely. Let's go do it. That's good. Hey, man, um, I'm excited for your session. I will probably be front row. More likely, I'll be wearing something in orange. Um, I might fanboy on you a little bit. Hey, Ernie, it's me. 
You know, okay, there we go. Thanks. Appreciate it. Security. Um, security, security. <laughs> for, Ernie, for everybody that's watching and listening right now and would love to connect with you maybe prior to the event, what, what's the best way to connect with you? Honestly, uh, you can find me um, on LinkedIn under R Ernie Lee. So the initial R E R N I E, last name Lee, L E E. Or you can send me an email dot at gmail.com. Awesome. Ernie, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to jam with me today. This has been a Go lot of me. fun. I really look forward to seeing you in person here uh, very shortly in the sunny state of Florida. I know you're probably Take looking me to forward the beach. to Right? I know, right? So, Ernie, thank you so much, man. You have yourself an amazing time. You too, Jason. Nice chatting.